passing in the Navi. We have spoken about how the preparation of Klai Yisrael for war and they're about to attack Nebinyami. So we're holding in Perakhot, Pasuk Yitzayim. The Ish Yisrael has spoken to Nebinyami and Nebinyami and Nebinyami and Nebinyami Klai Yisrael, they counted how many soldiers they had. 400,000 people, Shari Kharev, they were swordsmen, called the Ish Muhammad. They were all trained as soldiers. They went up to Basel, that's where the Mishkan was, Ayishra, Benakim, Mishkan was in Shiro. But uh, Basel was the place they used to uh, convene situations like this. Ayishra, Benakim, Bayamu, Bene Israel, Miyale, Lana, Batrila, Muhammad, Bene Binyamin. Who should be the first one to lead in battle? Bayamu, Hashem, Yehuda, Batrila. And the Kodesh Baruch says, Yehuda should go first. The Shevet, which is always, we saw it's really the very beginning of Shevetim. And that was when they asked after Yeshua died, uh, who should be the first servant to lead the others to battle? And Hashem said the same thing. In Barak Aleph, the Hashem, you heard the Yale. Yehuda should be the first one to go after serving here. That was their prerogative as the Shevet of, uh, meant to be the leaders. Okay, so that they take that as tacit approval from Hashem for the Muhammad they're going to. And therefore, by Yakub ibn Yisrael, by Boike, by Yachna la Giva. Christ will get up in the morning and they camp against Giva. And they start the war against Binyamin. So they prepare the information around Giva. It's a fact. They come out to return battle. They manage to kill 22,000 Jewish people of the side of Kalisha, which is a tremendous loss. It's a tremendous loss. Uh, Devastation in the hands. Nevertheless, Kaisal didn't give up. By his Chazakamish Israel, Kaisal regrouped. And the second day they fight again, but they don't go straight to war. First, having now lost so many people in battle, they go and they cry in front of Hashem. Shall I carry on going to war? You know, they're meant to take this as a sign that I'm not meant to be going to war, or should I continue going to war? Vayemir Hashem Adolav. Hashem said, go back, fight again. That's what they do. Vayikruvu b'nei Yisrael b'nei b'nyamin, vayem Hashemi. Once again, they prepare for battle on the second day. And once again, on the second day, vayetzi b'nyamin nekrasam b'nagiva b'yem Hashemi. The second day also, b'nei b'nyamin come out to fight them. Vayashkrisu b'nei Yisrael o'yit shmenas osar elef ish, oritza. They kill another 18,000 people. So now, altogether, Klai Yisrael have lost 40,000 soldiers. Against how many? Against 25,000, you're going to see. And how many were killed in Binyamin at this point? Like nobody yet. Nobody. So, Klai Yisrael don't understand. They asked Hashem when they should go to battle, and Hashem told them to go, and they lost in such a tragic circumstance. How did they ask Hashem to go to Through the Rambam, you're going to see. So now the entire nation comes up to Basel. Whereas before it says Vayar Bnei Yisrael, now it says Kol Bnei Yisrael and V'chol Ha'am. The Mashmol says even not the soldiers. The people hadn't gone to war, but they also heard about the tremendous losses that the Jewish army had suffered. So everybody goes to the Basel, Vayipchu, Vayesh Vashem Lepnei Hashem, Vayatsumu, Vayamuha Da'er. They fasted that day, doing Tshuva, Vayar Oedes Hashem Lepnei Hashem, and they brought Karbanis. The Alt of Kelm on this parasha points out that there's a certain lesson we can learn about Klai Yisrael 
even in the middle of, uh, of the greatness of Pesha, even in the middle of this uh, tragedy. And that is, imagine, he's just repeating his words. Imagine if today people would ask if they meant to do something, and they got a director from the Gedolim, whoever it was, yes, this is what you would do. And people went and they faithfully followed orders, and they lost tremendously. And they came back and they asked them, they said, what, what happened to us? And the answer would be, it doesn't make a difference, do it again. And they would go again and they lose a second time. How people start to feel. They started to a certain rebellion, a certain sense of we were let down, a certain complaint. You see, it's Michal the Brick, Israel felt. Israel asked, we go to fight, Hashem should go fight. They went to fight and they lost. And the Israel would come back to Hashem and say, Hashem should we fight again, Hashem should fight again. They go again and they lose more. And what's Israel's reaction? They understand they must be we did something wrong. They don't have any tiredness in Hashem, they don't come and complain. They fast and they bring Korbanus. The idea of fasting is a way of doing trouble. You know, Korbanus is also a way of sort of trying to uh, get ritzy from Hashem. And therefore they didn't think for a second that, like Haftinus, like you told us to go, why did we lose? It wasn't Christ on a much greater level than that. That even in the stage of having obeyed Hashem, having asked the question, having been told to go, and nevertheless, having suffered such a ter- terrible loss, they don't doubt that. They don't doubt Hashem. Their response is, we must have done something wrong, we need to do trouble. Now, what did they do wrong? That's like the right response. But the Shorachal doesn't do things for that thing. If Hashem told them to fight, and Hashem planned that they were going to lose so many people, then it must be that they did do something wrong. So what was it that Kaya Shorachal did wrong? So if you look in Chazal, we find, uh, well, we find the one answer brought by the Roshonim, and we find two other answers actually brought in the Midrash in Chazal as to what Hashem's time on Kaya Shorachal was. The well-known answer which all the Roshonim mentioned, we already brought this beforehand, is that there was a certain that for Pelagish for Begiver, as bad as it was, and as much as it was a, it was a destruction of the moral fabric of Klai Yisrael, that such a thing could happen, and Klai Yisrael were correct to stand up and to be Moicha about it, but it brought back the time on them, Wawanji Moicha and Pesel Mecha. That was also a terrible avera which was done before Hesia, and then Klai Yisrael didn't feel the need to mobilize and to fight, and therefore the very fact that they mobilize now was a certain kitrug that why he didn't do this before. But you want something similar, which is, uh, we find such a concept, and that is that when, a, when something people do, so now it's for a din, why do this until now? If, this, if you're able to do this, then where were you? Uh, just very similar to what Vespasian told of Yechon ben Zakkai, that if I'm a king, so we've been until now. So until, had he not come, it wouldn't have been the complaint. But if he did come, so now, well, what changed? was like, oh, you now recognize that he's a king. Until he didn't. And at the same time over here. If Kaisal didn't feel they were capable of mobilizing without a king, okay, so then maybe it's, uh, the door is a weak door. But you show you are capable of it. And you show that you can stand up for something which you think is important, that everybody can gather and give up whatever they're doing and mobilize to go to war against their own to fight. So if you're capable of doing it, so then I acquired the Amar Hashem. Why did you do the best on the Chutu? And that was the time on Kaya Yisrael. Doesn't the Mars say a similar idea by Gerim? That Gerim sometimes suffer because we're widened to Warren and Gaia earlier? Correct, exactly the same idea. So it becomes a Gerim. The Gemara says in conclusion, we can imagine Gerim or Unim by the Mazet. The Gemara says because he showed love and Achaz Kaya Yisrael. Which is, if you knew it was the MS, what did you wait for? Now, someone who never became a Gerim. So, okay, so that, that time doesn't exist by him. He's altogether in the wrong direction. But someone who does realize the MS, so what happened until now? It's the same kind of uh, Taina, and that's what the Rishonim said was the Taina on 
Tell Israel. You're still meant to do it. Of course, but the longer you wait, the worse it's going to get. But it's, uh, nevertheless, the most fun Israel, especially since it seems that Bnei Don were part of the army. Don was included in the force fighting of Binyamin. And that's the case, they were joining ranks with people they should have been fighting too. They were also Avarianis who have been over and over. That's, uh, that's the first reason brought. The second reason brought in Chazal is that Bnei Israel felt that this is possibly going to win this war because we outnumbered them so much. And therefore they were relying less on Bitochel and more on the strength of their numbers. Binyamin, however, were a minority. And if that's the case, they were going to fight, and they were also using and they were also Maminim. And if that's the case, they were relying on much more Hashem to protect them. And if that's the case, and this is a scary thing, and that is, if a Jew is fighting a non-Jew, so we can say, we've got the trump card, Hashem's helping us, you're relying on your artillery or your armor. Okay, it doesn't count. But if Jews are fighting Jews, we both relying on Hashem. And then we're also relying on Hashem. And if that's the case, so is Hashem going to help? And if that's the case, there's a certain element of Evans Bitochen is stronger. Not who's right? Not because Bitochen works. And if that's the case, if Binyamin felt that they were right, and we already explained in the previous year, Binyamin felt the Klesha had no right to impose this, and it wasn't Dintar, it was some Takana they made on their own, that they wanted to impose a blame without inviting them. So Binyamin had a case that this wasn't a Hadachah, which is a Boshim, that they had to kill people, and therefore they're going to fight to defend the people that they felt were innocent, at least innocent enough to get killed. Even if they had done whatever they did wrong. And that's the case. I was saying, we're being outnumbered 10 to 1. I thought this Baruch, we were hanging to save us. There was a much more of, of an Emunah. And that's the case. Hashem helps the Emunah. And if the Emunah of Taishal wasn't as strong because they were convinced they were going to win, so it gave Binyamin an advantage. And that was what the, 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 and this, they say that's what the reason for coming to fast to bring Kabbalah was. That, uh, that was, we know that the Ayres, and what Taishal read, they did wrong was they didn't have sufficient Bitochan for the Shwar Khalid. And therefore they're lying. So that's what they came to ask for children for, to get Kapara for. That's the second reason. Yeah. The third reason is Azariah. And Azariah says, yes, I'm not talking about, I'm tangentially talking about this, but it's talking about a principle. And that is that if a person, translate the Yisrael Azariah into simple words, if a person wants to exact the din against somebody else, he's only entitled to do that. If he's completely clean. If he's completely clean. But at Kamra, the person himself isn't perfect. So then the, the fact that you're more the dinner on somebody else is more the dinner on you too. At Kamra, you think that uh, you, you ask Nakoda Brahma to punish somebody else. Well, are you so worthy that you, you don't deserve to punish yourself? And Bamis the Gemara says that if a person is like asks Hashem to punish someone else, then he's talking to David Khila, the first check you. How, how good is your track record? Before you ask Hashem to punish somebody else, are you so perfect? And uh, we find this in a number of cases. Especially in that area or Mechlal? And, and uh, therefore, the Chavetz the, Chaim. So the same thing in Chavetz Chaim. And that is that if a person, is, even if you say something about somebody else, which is in Mechan Hashem Hashem, the person thinks something wrong, how can it be? But Niftachim B'dir Etchira, are you so perfect? Before you come to complain about other people, or so with that, the Mechan against what they're doing wrong, so, you're in the position to do that. And therefore, and the same thing happens over here. If Kaisal are coming to decide 
that's the case, and that's my error, Kitra Ganem. And that is, before you decide that you, other people are so bad, they deserve to get killed, let's check you. Are you so perfect? And he made it, that itself was my error, Kitra, on, that itself was my error, Kitra, on, on, on Kaisra. Zara says further, Zara is talking about, when Moshe comes down, Harsinai, after Egel Azot, and he says, Milashem Elai. And it says, Vayasurat Kobne Levi. Kobne Levi, because they hadn't been involved in any of Egel Azot. And there were no people who had been involved who decided they wanted to fight for Hashem. People, Moshe came down with the Ruchos. Now everyone could see Moshe's back. Moshe's mean Hashem and I. Everybody should come to him. And the answer is, Moshe didn't want anybody else. Anybody who was sent with the Egel, you don't deserve to be involved in punishing the people involved in the Egel. You're perfect. It's only somebody who had nothing to do with the Egel, Bechral, that Moshe was prepared to accept. Because they, they had no kindness in them. If that's the case, they're able to, the Shem Shemayim, go and punish uh, the, the people who are over there there. But a person who isn't that perfect in Taratzmai, so then he was a slow time. Uh, you aren't better than they are, so how, how do you have the right to be the ones to, to punish somebody else? Yeah, and Hashem brings in shape, he brings in arcades. Is that? I think so. It's, it's over there, but I think he, he might have a mention. He's talking, at, if I'm not mistaken, that it could be that the, the 40,000 people who got killed, Taki in those areas weren't shot at. They came, they came to be moichah against the lack of chesed and princess and whatever it was that was involved. So it could be that there were those people in Kaisal also went there and those were the ones who died because they didn't deserve to to be said that they were perfect enough to punish to punish other people. It's one of the reasons why the Jewish army has to be made up of tzaddikim. Because there is always a cheshman and that is, if you're going to go be the ones to fight against over there, uh, are you completely clear the area yourself? No, it's against Goyim usually. No, against Goyim is different. But if, whenever there was a case like this, then it'll be, yeah, they'd have to be there with Goyim. Okay, so that, that's uh, the reasons given in, in the Foshim why Chai Israel suffered these two losses. Now, this, so this, only, this only applies when somebody is asking for punishment on the other guy? What about just making a macho? No, it's also to punish them. Okay, but stop making a macho, a person should still make sure that the right thing that's the, 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 what happened so far. And now, after fasting the whole day, we're in Kabbalah, so the Pasuk is in the Pasuk of Zion. Vayishara b'nei Yisrael b'Hashem, v'sham Aaron b'risar ha'ikim v'yamim ahim. Kaisal asked Hashem, and the Aaron of Hashem was there at that time. Which needs explanation. Because the Aaron was in Shiva. We know that. From the time of Yeshua, until the time of Eli HaKoyim, which is in the next episode of Shmuel, the Aaron was in Shiva. I wasn't in Pesach. So why does it mean that Shisham Arab Rishad Akim Ayyavim Ahim? Could it be the other arm of the Shiva? Well, so the first thing, the Radak asked the question, and he says, I know the arm is in Shira. And Shira is being called to Basel because that was the place where the Mishkan was. Um, that's the uh, first answer Radak gives. The second answer Radak gives is that maybe in order to accommodate everybody, the whole country will come to Dublin. So there wasn't space in Shira. So they went to Basel, which was near Shira, because you know there was more area there. It was like a public Yom Tvila, and they brought the iron there, especially for the Yom Tvila, which is a big Kiddush, because we don't find it's time we had to carry the iron Kiddush around too much. And so they brought especially for Yom Tvila, which they made in Basel, is a, is, is a big Kiddush. The question is, which iron are we talking about? Because we know that Moshe made the second iron Kiddush, which used to go in front of the Jews for battle. So maybe it's talking about what's called the Iron Bristol Kim, as opposed to what we call the Iron Rav But either way, it is, the, 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 
either we have to say that based on Minshira or like a second Kiddush, that the Aaron was brought to Basel because we don't find the Aaron ever stayed in Basel. The Aaron was in Shira, it was in the Mishnah. We find a similar idea of Mesachas Tanis that when you go out to the Chavashil, you bring out that's the Aaron. No, that's not the Aaron of the Mishnah. Right, 100%. Same idea of bringing out Also, it's like it shows how much good sour we are, right? That we bring out the Aaron. Right, we have ourselves in public and we bring the Aaron outside. That's why you're in Twitter, and we said the Mishnah Tanis that if you want to, if the rain doesn't come, so then you make it clear that we're here. And then you go to the table, which means on a Kodesh, the table should be the Chodesh here. That's why I say for Torah. To say that the Dibbala on a Kodesh is, is, is a Chodesh. Now, when Pinchas and the Razor, the Aaron, Oymid, the Fana, by Yomim Ahim, Oymid, the Fana, is the Aaron, he was a Kohen Gadol. And therefore, he asks, on behalf, he says, the Kodesh shall ask Hashem in the previous Pasuk. And now, going back to what it said, Pinchas and the Razor asks, Neymar, Ha'osif od latzis v'luchomim b'nei b'nyamin achi m'echtol Sh'akari on fighting against b'nei b'nyamin or not Sh'astav And now this time Hashem answers the pretty way Hashem alu k'machet n'enu b'yodech And this is Hashem says go because tomorrow n'enu b'yodecho You're going to be victorious and we're going to give it to your hands Now What's interesting is the first two times that the Kleishal asks It doesn't bring Pinchas into the story And this is Kleishal asked Hashem And Hashem answered that and now it tells us that Pinchas was a coin god, and he was going to ask, and this was the answer that he got. Okay. Well, they, and, was he trying to fight anybody that was from Binyamin, or anybody that was standing up to the palace? They were trying to fight Gibber, but Binyamin was protecting the Gibber. Was there B'nai Binyamin that were just in the basement or something? That doesn't sound like it. It sounds like the whole game shows Binyamin Robert has to fight. Now, now, so why does the why does the pasuk only bring Pinchas now um, in the in the third time? So the question is, he was a kohen gadol. Um, who else could have asked the Aaron to do? So the discussion in the pasuk came from Meshach Bilchama. Was that what wore the shemone of God? The Meshach Bilchama is the kohen who was chosen specifically to announce the battle and to lead Israel to battle. And as the machlokes in the Mishnah, did the Meshach Bilchama wear the shemone of God or only Aaron of God? On the side that if Meshach Mokhamah could wear the Shemona of Godim, which means he wore the Choshen, was he allowed to ask for Urim Tumim also? If it's a Tzarech Klal Yisrael. Because the dinner of the Urim Tumim was you only had to ask for Tzarech Yisrael, a Tzarech Amelech, or a Tzarech Sanhedrin. Not Stam. You can only ask Urim Tumim, not for an individual request. It's either the Tzarech Klal Yisrael, or the Tzarech of the King, the King's there to ask, or the Sanhedrin's there to ask. The Sanhedrin. No one else is there to ask. How is he allowed to ask for that? Oh, it's a question. But it's, uh, the, but, uh, if that's the case, over here, it would be the Tzarech Yisrael. Tzarech is going to battle. Now I don't know what the Christ was meant to do. Uh, if that's the case, was the Meshach Luchamah allowed to ask? That's a discussion in the, in the Talmud. If you were Ashram Rebbein, you'd be allowed to ask him to me. And if that's the case, it could be that we don't know who the Meshach Luchamah was, but it could be that they only came to Pinchas the third time to ask. The first two times, they were asking Derech the Meshach Luchamah. Now, the, the, that, if that's the case, is there a svara to say that because Pinchas asked the, didn't ask the other two times, so the, left, the message they got was misleading? In other words, they were told, told to go to war, and they thought they were going to war and they were going to win, even though the Messiah Hashem intended to go to war and to lose. And the fact that this time Pinchas asked, now they get an, an answer which is different, and that is go because Hashem next tomorrow you're going to win. 
Um, in which case, that would be to the, to the credit of Pinchas, because that uh, being as the uh, he was given the positive message, which which, which was this guy. They also unfortunately say the opposite, and the parts of the opposite say that other that uh, Pinchas was responsibly to blame for happening. Because like we saw before, this is time that Eliyahu says this, which is interesting, because if Eliyahu is Pinchas, then he's got some criticizing himself. But uh, the time that Eliyahu says that there was a taina on the Sanhedrin and on Pinchas, the Kayin Kadal, that because of them, Kaisal could get to a stage where such a thing could happen. And because the last time that Eliyahu, they, were, they should, and it says at the beginning of Shaitan, that the Sanhedrin and the Kayin Kadal should have been Chayger, Yarechel, the Shev, like, put on their belts, and gone to Kaisal, and made sure that everybody's keeping the Torah properly. And they didn't. They remained wherever they were, in the Mishkan, or wherever they happened to be. And they let the level of Kaisal slide, and that's how it could get to such a stage. And in which case, there was a partial responsibility on them, on them for the story of which resulted afterwards. Um, now, we saw already at the beginning, it's an argument, if Pelagish Forgiver was at the beginning of the Tukuf of the Shaiftim, or at the end of the Tukuf of the Shaiftim. This is the last time we find Pinchas being a Kaingadal. In this last time we find Pinchas being a Kaingadal, um, after afterwards, the Sefer Shmuel starts. Pinchas has disappeared from the scene. And uh, the question is, was this a reason why afterwards he was rejected from the Kohen Gadolah, and therefore Hashem uh, chose a different Kohen instead? Um, it's also brought down that you know, Pinchas was the son of Elazar and Aaron Akon. He was of uh, the wine of Aaron's son. Eli was from the sons of Isama. So, after Hashem chose the one family of the Kona, there was a certain rejection of that, and there was the other family of the Kona. He went to the sons of Isama, and Elias from Isama, and then afterwards, Hashem gets, has a time of being 80, and decides they're not going to be Kona anymore, so he goes back to the children of Pinchas, which means he goes back to the family of Elazar. Is that, uh, that's just the story of the Kona Gadot. Okay, so in having now got the message from Hashem they're going to be successful, it's interesting that they don't go directly to battle. They should have just, the Kharida could have just gone to battle straight as they did other times and rather the same to make them victorious. We see this time they don't do that. And the Pazak says in the Pazak Hafteh, so Yasim Yisrael Arvim and I'll give a Savi. This time they decide they're going to ambush the Gira. Which means instead of just coming like to, in a direct onslaught like in the other two times, they're going to try using an ambush to attack from behind. And that's what happened. Vayara B'nai Yisrael B'nai B'nyamin B'yam Ashlishi Vayara B'nai Yisrael B'nai B'nyamin They come, the main army comes Forward to, so to speak, to prepare for battle against Giver. And now they come forward out of the city to fight the Israel, so they leave the city behind them. And on the roads leading to Giver, they start causing casualties in Klai Yisra. It's like getting the Jewish soldiers, just like in the previous two times. And there were two tracks to Giver. One was one goes after Basel, which were coming from, they just came from Basel. Another one goes from Giver to the field. So they kill another 30 Yidin on the third day. They're being beaten like the previous times. Let's run away, and therefore they'll chase us. They're going to lead the city and follow us down the paths, which are leading to wherever they go. That's what happened. So all people to get up and they ran away to the place called Baal Tamar. So they're going to make a stand. And 
and the ambush that they put was on the other side of Gever to get out of their place on the, from the, the, the Ma'aris, the caves on the other side of Gever. While the people of Binyam are fighting the army of Israel on the, on the road leading away from Giva, so these 10,000 soldiers come from behind. The people of Binyam didn't knock, in the guys of the they had to get trapped in the middle. And what happens? So Hashem causes Binyam to fall to Israel. Twenty-five thousand and a hundred people. Those are all the soldiers of Binyam. But now that's just telling us the heading. How did it happen? So we're going to explain exactly how it happened. Ayu ben Binyam ki nikafu. Binyam saw it being beaten. Ayitnu ishisol makan Binyamin ki vatcho la oirav shisamel la giver. They gave them place to run back because they're relying on the oirav on the ambush which was coming from the other side. And that's what happened. The oirav shechishu. They came quickly. By Yishut la giver, they overcame giver. They kill all the people in Giver. There was left behind, men, women, children, they kill everyone in Giver. And that is Herod, the Alaysa, Masa, Ashim, and Ayyah. The sign that they were meant to show that they had been successful in destroying Giver was they're going to put, when the smoke starts coming out from the city, which they've burnt, they all burned the city, and then Kaisal will see that they've done their job of destroying Giver. And remember, that was originally Kaisal's plan. Kaisal wanted to destroy Giver. So this idea was to draw all the soldiers out of Giver, and therefore they could destroy Giver. And that's what exactly what happened. So what happens, when that happens, So Kaisal ran away from Giver. Binyamin chased them and killed 30 people. They thought we have been in the previous times. So they chased Kaisal. And now, In the meantime, the Arab arrived, they burnt the city, and now Kaish will see the smoke coming up in the city, and Binyam will see that too. They'll see the whole city going up in flames. And now, Kaish will, who weren't really being beaten, they were just running away to bring the soldiers of Binyam out of the city, so now they turn around. The Israel will got lost, they didn't know where to go, because they were being, now they were trapped. And therefore, if they were going to run, they can't run back to run. They can't run back to give it because the Jewish soldiers don't give it. And so they turn the other Messina, which was going towards the desert. They started rising towards the desert, away from Giver. The Muhammad because and now the, the, the Jewish soldiers chased them. And any of the cities of Yemen that they passed, as the Jewish army would chase them, they destroyed every city along the way. And therefore, Kisra's Binyamin, they circled Binyamin. Here before they chased them. From there up to the giver towards the east, which means out of Israel, towards the desert. So in being chased on the, on the paths towards the Midbar, Binyamin lost 80,000 soldiers. On the roads they trapped them, and they killed another 5,000 people. And then they chased them into the desert. So you have 18,000, 5,000, 2,000. That brings us to 25,000 people that the Jewish people killed of Binyamin. And therefore, it sums it up. You call a knife in Binyamin, Esri Chamisha Adifish, Shalifchera Binyamahu, Kol Ela and Shechel. So it was the whole army of Binyamin that killed everybody. Kimat. Ayifnu Bayanus Amidbar al Salarimon, Chesh Mesish. There were 600 men left of Binyamin who ran into the desert, into the desert of Salarimon. Ayeshab Salarimon Arbachadoshim. They spent four months there because they were hiding from the Jewish army.
Then why did what Ish Yisrael do? The Jewish army, having now destroyed Giva, and killed all the soldiers, but Ish Yisrael Shalva B'nei Binyamin, they come back to the territory of Binyamin, and they killed everybody who was left, which was all the women and children. All the animals they killed, they destroyed everything. They burned every city of Binyamin. And that's the end of the war. And now the big question is, why did they do that? They wanted to kill Geva. Those were the question. They couldn't get to Geva because Geva was being defended. So they draw the soldiers out. They destroy the city. They burn everything again. And now even if they're going to have to still fight with the army, so they destroy the army. What was the point of going back and destroying the Shemit? Like to go systematically and kill everybody left in Shevet Binyam, what do they do that for? So I said, we'll see tomorrow night, what was the Cheshpan, why were they allowed to do that? Ad kind of wasn't, wasn't the original plan. The original plan was just to kill the Avaryonim of Giva. They did that. So why was the head to go and destroy everybody else? Okay. I want to mention. And that is, the feat that Chazal is brought before that the reason Klaish shall last is because the Nebinyam is a strong game winner. Then you see it's the opposite. Because when Binyam is like him the third day, so now he said twice, they said, we've already won twice, you're going to win again. So they were more confident of themselves that we were winning the war, rather than relying on the fact that Kodesh Baruch has to help us, and at that stage they lost, because then they weren't relying on the Bitochim anymore. Kapam, Kapam, we've already won this war so many, now twice already, so now we made it, they didn't have that same level of Bitochim, we made it, they could lose this time. Right? Okay. What happened?